0: Just wanna start by mentioning with the coronavirus uh, stuff. That's a poor way to say coronavirus uh, precautions. Um, after mass, when I when greeting everyone, I won't be shaking hands. Uh, we'll do the elbow bump or, or something like that, or just greet, bow. Uh, also rest assured, I've pureled my hands before mass and I'll do so before the preparation of the gifts. We'll continue to not do the sign of peace, won't be offering. Uh, the chalice with the precious blood, and also the—that's—you might have noticed—the holy water fonts are gone, and so that's another little precaution we've we've taken to prevent the shred, spread of germs. When I was in college seminary, one of the things that was required for me to study is Latin, and part of me has this kind of liking. Uh, a nerdy liking, almost, for studying languages, and so it was something I fundamentally enjoyed. But there's no doubt, studying Latin and Latin grammar and running through Latin vocab is dull, 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 boring, boring, boring stuff. And so I would revert a lot to listening to a popular band at the time called Mumford and Sons. And one of the songs I would listen to repeatedly was called The Cave. I don't really know all the ins and outs of the the meaning of this song, but the refrain, the refrain I think is really profound and it goes like this. So come out of the cave walking on your hands and see the world hanging upside down. You will know your dependence, you will know your dependence when you see the maker's smile. Interestingly enough, the writers of this song actually got that from a moment in the life of Saint Francis. There was a time in the life of Saint Francis when he renounced all earthly possessions, including, including the earthly possessions of his very, very wealthy father. And he declared that he would now depend only on the goodness of the heavenly father. He then ran off into the mountains around Assisi and lived in, you guessed it as the song says, in a cave where he spent a lot of time in prayer and penance. It's said that when Saint Francis finally came out, he saw the world much, much, much differently than when he entered the cave. He no longer saw the world as most of us see it, as upright, as solid, as stable, unshakable, lasting. No, now St. Francis saw the world quite differently. He saw it as fundamentally vulnerable. He saw it as if it were hanging upside down, as the song says. As if at any moment, if the Creator's goodness failed, If at any moment the creator's goodness failed for even a millisecond, all of the world, all of the universe would drop into non-existence. Not as solid and stable did he see the world now after declaring that he's only going to depend on his heavenly father. He was only gonna rely on God. Now he saw the world differently. He saw it as vulnerable as dependent on the creator. Maybe for some of us, and of course, I say this with great sem- sensitivity to the, the precautions that are needed and, and some of the, the, the fears around the coronavirus, but I think for some of us, one takeaway one take from the events around us might be that our world and our health is far more vulnerable than we realized even Wednesday morning. I mean, if you had asked me personally Wednesday morning, what would it take to stop March Madness and that for the NCAA tournament to be canceled, uh, I would have thought hard and thought, well, maybe a comet hitting the earth might do it. But anything short of that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure that would ever happen in my lifetime. But it turns out it might strike us that it turns out that good health and daily life is far more dependent on many factors. And many of those factors are completely outside of our control. And so maybe that could be one takeaway. Maybe we can even make this connection with the inside of St. Francis. But I do need to point out that that isn't even the fundamental point of the worldview of St. Francis. His insight, his insight is not just that my health and daily life is vulnerable, although for sure it is. But his insight is that the very fact that I exist, the very fact that I exist and that the world exists, is vulnerable. Existence is vulnerable. Existence is not to be taken for granted. Existence is, again, as the song says, dependent on the maker's smile, on the maker's goodwill, the creator's generosity. Perhaps the woman at the well that we've heard about in the gospel this morning had a similar experience after her conversation with her maker, Jesus. The woman who comes to the well comes to the well with all kinds of needs, all kinds of things going on in her life. And in fact, the gospel notes what time it was. It was midday when the woman comes to the well. That is very important detail. Most people went to the well to get water in the morning. She was going at midday, why? To avoid people so she wouldn't be seen. So whatever was going on in her life, it was big. She had real needs. She had real vulnerabilities. And when speaking with her maker, with Jesus, he says to her, basically this, paraphrasing, but basically this, hadn't it ever occurred to you to ask for living water? With all your vulnerabilities and needs going on, hasn't it ever occurred to you to go to your creator and ask for what you need most deeply? Not for this or that thing, but what you need most fundamentally. And then, of course, the woman runs away and goes to the town to testify to everyone, look at this man. Come see the Messiah. He's told me everything that I've ever done. We didn't hear that part because I had us read the short version of the gospel. Yes, that was the short version. So you're welcome to all of us. There's a longer version. But she does say this. He has told me everything I have ever done. In other words, after speaking with the Creator, I see my life way differently. I see my purpose in life way differently now. I see where I come from, and I see where I'm going differently. And I see my vulnerabilities. I see my needs and how they are to be supplied differently now. In closing, I just want to point point out that this, this vulnerability of existence, the vulnerability of our spiritual needs is a good thing. It's a good thing. It means that we can depend on the goodness of the Creator. It means that we can depend on the goodness of the Creator, and it means that our relationship with our Creator, the very fact that we exist comes from his free will, not because he has to. The very fact that we exist is a sign of his goodness towards us because he doesn't have to create and he doesn't have to save. He does so out of freedom. And so we can live life in every part of life, in our spiritual life, knowing that we can trust the creator's smile, his generosity, and his goodness.